Hey guys, and welcome to the Money Podcast. This episode, we're talking about how to get the most from those credit card points. You've probably heard about travel hacking and getting free airfare and hotel stays, but how does it all work? And how can you get in on some of that action? Today, we're going to take you through how you can make the most of your credit card rewards and reap the rewards from your everyday spending. I'm Stacy Johnson. As usual, my co-host will be financial journalist Miranda Marquette. Hello, Miranda. Hey, Stacy. I'm super excited for this. I'm ready to take my credit card game to the next level. I am too. <laughs> Listening in to sometimes, is, sometimes contributing is our producer, Aaron Freeman. Hey, Aaron. I'm ready to rack up some points. Let's do it. Cool. And today we have a special guest I'm really excited about is Nick Ewan, Director of Content for The Points Guy, one of the major websites about credit card points on the web. Uh, Hey, Nick. Welcome to our show. Thanks for having me, Stacey. Great to talk with you all. You are welcome. Okay, let's get our ball rolling here. But first, a quick disclaimer. Should we discuss specific investments in this show, do not take them as recommendations because they are not. Before you invest in anything, you've got to do your own research. You've got to make your own decisions. Now let's get back to our topic at hand. I cannot wait. Nick, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you use credit cards, how you came to be where you are, and and, and tell us something exciting about using credit cards for points. (laughs) Well, I I was just like, I'm sure a lot of your listeners, I was earning uh, points and miles. I was traveling for work quite a bit, and I wanted to figure out a better way to, to use them more effectively. So I started reading a bunch of online websites that led me to the points guy. I ultimately started contributing for them back in 2012. And I joined the editorial team full time in 2018. And here at the points guy, we are all about maximizing your travel. And obviously, our uh, DNA is focused on points and miles and credit cards. But we branch into all aspects of travel. We have a cruise team an aviation team. So whatever it is that you're looking to do, whether it's this summer, this fall, or later on with your travel experiences, we have you covered at the Point Sky with everything that you need to do to make the most of those experiences. Oh, that I did not know that. I thought you were strictly about credit card points. No, we cover all aspects of it. Cool. Well, I'm glad that you're here because I have tried over the years. I've been doing this for 40 years, 30 years. Anyway, a long time. Uh, and I, I looked every now and then. To, I wanted to become an expert at points. And I find it very difficult and confusing. Like, you know, you, you sign up and you get some bonus points. And then and then it, I've read articles about guys who've gone around the world first class by, by transferring their points from one airline to another, you know. And it just, I get lost. Do you, do you find a lot of people say that? Absolutely. There's a very steep learning curve if you want to get up to the the level of a true expert. But what I always tell individuals, they're just looking to get started. Maybe they're really accustomed to using their debit card or paying in cash. Start small. Pick a card that has no annual fee, offer simple cash back rewards, and start getting comfortable with managing that line of credit, paying off your bills in full and on time. The most important rule when it comes to using credit cards effectively and being really financially responsible And then as you start to get more comfortable with that, maybe you branch into a travel credit card. Maybe if you're based in Atlanta, you get a Delta credit card to get you perks when you're flying on Delta. Or if you find yourself in Marriott hotels, maybe it's a Marriott credit card. And gradually bite off chunks that are just a little bit bigger. And sooner uh, or later, you'll get to the point where you are really maximizing your rewards. And you can get that first class flight, uh, just like I have been able to do with my wife and daughter multiple times over the years. Now, now here's a question, too. This is kind of frustrating, I imagine, for some people. I've got a ton of points. I spend a lot of money on credit cards every month and pay them off every month. Um, 
in fact, we were just talking about this this in another podcast. I, I can I can get a hundred thousand points a month uh, because I run all my business expenses through my credit cards. But what about the people who don't? I mean, come on, most people are spending you know a few hundred dollars or maybe a thousand dollars a month on their credit cards. Are they ever going to get to some point where they're getting a free first class trip to Europe? Well, there are a couple of things to keep in mind. First and foremost, even if you're not getting that, fir that first class trip to Europe or the business class flight to South America, everyone should have a rewards credit card for a couple of important reasons. Number one, it's more rewarding than swiping a debit card or paying in cash. There are cards that have no annual fees that give you 2% cash back on every purchase that you make. That can add up, especially we have rising inflation, costs are going up. Think about getting an automatic 2% back on every single thing that you buy. Those credit cards also give you a variety of protections as well. So if your card does get stolen, uh, you have 0% fraud liability by a lot of the major credit card issuers. And the other thing to keep in mind is that as you are accumulating points, whether it's cashback rewards, airline miles, or simply credit card points with a, a partner like Chase or American Express, your points are generally not going to expire as long as you keep that card open. So it may take some people a couple of years, five years to earn enough points if they're not running you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars through their business expenses on their cards, but the points do add up. And over time, you can look at diversifying the cards that you have. And of course, those welcome bonuses that entice you to pick up a card in the first place, those can be like a big shot in the arm for your rewards balances. And in some cases, you could book an entire vacation by signing up for just one credit card. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I was going to say, Nick, if you were if you're a person who charges five thousand dollars a year, um, then you might be better off just with a two percent cash back. I mean, because you're never going to not never, but it's going to take a really long time to accumulate a free hotel room or something. But as you point out, though, there I mean, I've, I got 100,000 points when I signed up for one of my American Express cards. So that alone yeah, really, is enough. You can, then you can slowly add to that. The, what I always say, whenever someone asks me, what's the best credit card? I always have two questions. Number one, what kind of rewards do you want? If you don't want to play the airline mile game or the credit card point game, you say, you know what? I just want to save on my purchases then a 2% cash back card is definitely going to be the best option for you. And then the second question is, how deep do you want to get into this world? How much time do you want to invest? A lot of people say, I don't want to worry about that. And you know, maybe I, I do want just an airline credit card where I get a free check bag every time I take a flight with them. That's a great perk. If you fly, for example, Delta out of Atlanta, even twice a year, literally that, that card, the base level gold Delta Sky Miles card, We'll cover those check bag fees and that alone, that benefit by itself, regardless of the miles you earn, that covers the card's $99 annual fee. So there are a lot of really great ways that you can maximize these cards and these rewards to your unique situation, depending on how deep you want to go. It is it is a bit of a, a job. Um, my wife and I, we have like six cards, I think, <laughs> and she actually has an Excel sheet on this stuff. And the cards rotate every three months. They offer a new incentive. So you mean like whether um, whether the groceries or restaurants mm -hmm. or something like that? Exactly. So so on one card it may be oh you're gonna you have din uh, dinner and gas you know if you go out and another one's gonna be groceries, but this rotates every three months. So she actually knows like this credit card is gonna be for groceries, this credit card is gonna be for dining, this credit card is gonna be for gas, and I have to actually put a label because I have six credit cards in my wallet. I have to put a little I use my label maker 
I label my credit card. This is what this is for. So when I open it up and go, oh, yeah, this is going to be for groceries. <laughs> That's a great idea. But it's a job. But, I mean, it's worth it because it's the difference between when they do that. So, like you said, you're getting, a what, a two points back or whatever. But when you do these incentive things where it's like, oh, for these three months, this is this credit card is going to be really good for dining. Um, every time you go to a restaurant, you're getting 5% back. You know, So um, you, you got to take advantage of that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, and it, I'm very fortunate in that it is it is my full time job. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I put everything on my credit card. But yeah, I mean, so I mean, I think, too, I mean, we also want to talk about like a lot of these ones um, Nick kind of mentioned earlier, like about signing bonuses. And, you know, can you get a signing bonus? What do you need to do to get that signing bonus? And, and when you're you're looking at it, uh, you want to make sure that when you're applying, you want to say, okay, uh, does the signing bonus make sense for me? Uh, what I do have is I have a friend and we were, we went and took a trip to Alaska. And so we were flying Alaska airlines and Alaska airlines was like, oh, Hey, if you sign up, you can spend this much. <laughs> if you sign up and spend this much in, in six months, then you can get all of these points and, you know, you'll get the companion fare and all the things. And so, um, so yeah. That's, uh, that's so you, so, okay. So he looked at it and he was just like, Hey, will you help me spend this? And so, so I did. I was using his card to help him spend because, uh, but, but now we're going to go to Hawaii. So, um, oh, and, and by the way, I just got back from Hawaii. I did first class know, tickets right? to Hawaii, didn't pay a dime. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so, but again, so th- you know, I yeah. have lots of points, you know. But I think part of it is just, uh, like Nick was saying earlier, you got to take a step back and think about, okay, what, what rewards are going to work best for me? Um, because the other thing I do is I, I actually use a, um, a, the, the Capital One Saver card, uh, uh, S A V O R, like Saver. And uh-huh. uh, like savor your meal, and uh, and I like that because it offers enhanced cashback on dining and entertainment. It's four percent cashback on all dining and entertainment. And the number one thing that I do in my real life is eat at restaurants, and I have streaming services, and so uh, so this works out really well for me. And then uh, then on top of that, it offers three percent back at the grocery store. And so, yeah. And so these are kinds of the things that I find work really well for me. And I've had, I've had, I have points as well. Like I have a, you know, I have a points card, but like, um, but I just find that it really helps to have, um, you know, this thing that I use and and I kind of switched over to it during the pandemic because I wasn't traveling as much because of the pandemic. And so I kind of switched over to like, well, let's, let's use some cash back cards. Um, it doesn't matter if I'm getting enhanced cash back on my travel purchases because I'm not traveling, but you know, what if I switch to something that gives me enhanced cash back on dining and entertainment? You know, th- Which, this leads me. This yeah. leads me to a question, Miranda, and maybe Nick will chime in here. Um, it, it would one would think then, from listening to this, like some some cards pay you three points for every in, in a restaurant, grocery store, blah blah blah. I have one. My have an American Express card. It's three points for every dollar I spend in advertising, and I spend a lot of money in advertising. So my my question would be this: Is 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 Square One on this whole process? Is square one discovering finding out where you spend your money so you know what mm-hmm. kind of card to get, Nick? Is that is that what the first thing you should do? Yeah, I think that's a great place to start. But to Aaron's point from earlier, the idea of having rotating categories or use this card for these purchases and this this card for these types of transactions, 
that can get complicated very quickly. I actually, I used to make my wife a cheat sheet when we were first getting into this. She kept it in her wallet so she could remember which card was for groceries, which card was for uh, Amazon purchases, which card was for restaurants. And now she's gotten very accustomed to it. So she kind of knows how to navigate all of those things. And that's why even before you get into that, one of my first suggestions is if, if you are brand new to start with that fixed rewards card where you don't have mm -hmm. to worry about maximizing every purchase and then right. look at expanding into some of those other maximization opportunities. Uh, I, interest in full disclosure, have 22 open credit cards right now, uh, and I maximize <laughs> every single one of them. So we're not saying you have to get there. Start slow. Don't bite off more than you can chew because to your point, Stacey, you mentioned how it just it's so complicated and it takes a long time to wrap your mind around all these things don't take on too much at once start small and gradually build that strategy over time yeah and it, yeah it, 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 with 20 credit ahead. cards man you do not want to miss a credit card payment that's, <laughs> that's gonna how mess do you with do you. that i mean isn't that that just well, seems like way too much hassle i mean i have i have eight <laughs> like i am I, I, like, so, I was gonna wait till the break before i asked everybody <laughs> how many cards they had okay so you've got eight nick's got what did you say 22 22 as of right now. Yes. Oh my God. And, so, so and Aaron, what about you? Oh, at least six or seven. Yeah. yeah so, so, I've got three <laughs> and, I, and I charge a hundred thousand dollars a month sometimes. <laughs> but I was going to say, so Nick, so Nick, I think, uh, I don't know if you know my friend Lee Huffman, uh, who sometimes writes, writes for TPG. Um, yeah, Lee, like he has more than 30. <laughs> That what guy, is going on? That guy has tons, and then Jason. And Jason Steele has never ending as well. You know Jason. Oh but yeah, I know I, well, him. And, and Stacy knows Jason too, but uh, he has never ending credit cards as well. But now, do you guys, you don't use all twenty two of these cards every month, do you, Nick? No. So this is the the way I approach cards. I kind of categorize them in three different uh, uh, buckets, so to speak. And there's a little bit of overlap, but I have cards that are my frequent flyers, so to speak. They are the ones that I'm using on a regular basis uh, because they give me bonuses at things like grocery stores, restaurants, travel, things like that. Then there are other cards that I think of as my perks cards. And these are ones that don't offer the best earning potential, but they have perks associated with them. So the one that immediately comes to mind is the platinum card from American Express, loaded with perks, a very high annual fee, but as long as you're able to get a lot of value out of those ongoing perks, you're maybe not spending as much on it unless you get a good offer or you're using it to uh, to spend at a particular participating merchant, but you're keeping those cards mainly for the perks. And then there's I just the called them the other day. cards. Oh, there you go. So the sock drawer cards are the ones that are, you may be open and they have no annual fee, but you aren't really utilizing them. They don't come with a number of perks, but they're helping with your uh, length of credit history and your average age of accounts. Mm -hmm. Because through all of this, despite the fact that I have 22 credit cards and I'm sure Lee and I know Jason very well, I'm guessing their credit scores are both similar to mine. The last time I looked, my credit score was 813. So even though I have all these credit cards, I'm managing them very effectively. And those software cards are a small but still important part because these are cards that I opened in some cases 16, 17 years ago, but they have no annual fee. I'm not using them. I swipe them a couple of times a year so they don't get closed due to inactivity. But having that longevity of these certain cards can actually help boost your credit score because it shows that you have a really lengthy credit history uh, and a long period of established credit. So that's going to help you when it comes to your credit score and your ability to get approved for future cards if you decide you want to go in that direction. 
Well, I, I, I'll tell you what, Nick, we're, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but I, I have to tell you what I've been sitting here thinking while you were talking. I'm thinking, is this guy, is this, this guy's profession or is it his <laughs> obsession? <laughs> a little scary to me, Nick. I want you to answer that question <laughs> as soon as we get back from this very quick break. Okay, we're back from our break. Okay, so now, Nick, did you really go into this business by accident, or have you been obsessing with credit cards your whole life since you were a little kid? So it certainly didn't come from when I was a little kid, but I will say I was very fortunate in that my my parents did add me as authorized users to their credit cards when I was uh, a teenager. And a, that's a really great tip as well for any parents that are out there. You can actually add your children as authorized users on their cards. In some cases, they don't even need to know about it. So you don't have to worry about them going on a spending spree. And the really nice thing when we talk about building a credit profile and building that credit history, when you're an authorized user, you actually inherit the primary cardholder's credit history, the uh, payment history on the card, the credit line. So that way, if you have been an authorized user for a number of years, you can actually, the day you turn 18, have a really lengthy credit history. And we've had some, we actually just had a brand new contributor write for us here at the Points Guy. Uh, this individual is a student at the University of Virginia, got approved for the Capital One Venture Card at the age of 18 because he had been added as an authorized user on uh, his parents' cards. So uh, even though I was not uh, preparing for this job in any way, shape, or form, I wasn't growing up thinking, you know, I want to be uh, <laughs> I was uh, joking a when credit I said card that. expert. <laughs> but I will say that this is my profession. It is my obsession, but it's also my passion because travel is my number one thing that I love to do. That's something my wife and I connected over. It's something we've instilled in our daughter. I think it has so many benefits to be able to see the world, experience other cultures. And credit cards have allowed us to do that at a rate that would not be possible without the world of points and miles. And that's why I always encourage my friends, my family members to dip their toe in the water, at least earn a little bit cash back, maybe put that towards your next trip, and then you can gradually expand to additional cards. But Stacey, if you have your three cards and you have your one where you're earning hundreds of thousands of points and that serves you well, that's great because that's still a heck of a lot better than writing checks, using cash or swiping <laughs> it a is. card. And actually, this is yeah. a great segue, Nick, because let's let's get people excited by letting them know the things that you've done. I just mentioned, I just I literally one week ago got back from a first class uh, <laughs> ticket to Hawaii. Uh, so tell me, you must have done tons of free stuff. Tell me some of them. Well, I think what really pushed me from having this be kind of a hobby into a true passion and to your word, to use your word, obsession, uh, was a, a few years ago, uh, actually this was probably about 10 or 11 years ago, uh, there were some offers on American Airlines credit cards. My wife and I actually signed up for two apiece in a single day. We earned 150,000 American Airlines miles. We use those for round-trip first-class flights from the U.S. to Bali and back. Uh, it wow. was an incredible vacation. The flights would have been uh, in the neighborhood of $25,000 per person for us to just pay for those out of uh, our pocket. That's amazing. And we were able to leverage credit card welcome offers to be able to, you know, to, to book these incredible flights. Now, Nick, can, uh, I, can I interrupt so you there it's, for it's a really, second? It's out there. Did you get 150,000 points each for each card? So in other words, 600,000 points total? Uh, it was 75,000 for each card. So we each got 150,000 okay. miles at okay. the end of the but day. But you got, you, you got two time, cards. And they, and you get, okay. Yeah. Now, and by the way, I just said I, first class for my wife and I to Hawaii and back, and I'm in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, that was 600,000 points. It was a lot. 
of American Express points. So, you know, that would take a long time to save up that many points. But again, though, you could get these sign-up bonuses. I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry I interrupted you. What else have you done? Uh, we've taken a number of really great trips, uh, not just by ourselves, but also our daughter, who's now seven. Uh, she has been to, at last count, 27 countries uh, in her own right, because um, we wow. pretty much take her along everywhere that we go. Um, the great thing, too, is that prior to your kids turning two, they're actually uh, free as infinite arms when you travel within the U.S. And when you travel internationally, oftentimes you just have to pay a portion of the fare plus some taxes and fees. So it can be a really nice way to get your kids really accustomed to traveling internationally. Um, we actually just got back. Uh, we took a trip to Greece. And the, the really great thing about points and miles, too, is that they're great if you're planning far ahead, but they can also be a great insurance policy. We actually had some flight delays because some thunderstorms up in the Northeast. We missed our connecting flight, couldn't get rebooked. We were looking at canceling our entire itinerary, but because I had been really strategically earning points and miles during the pandemic, we were able to rebook on Lufthansa first class at the last minute. I mean, within 24 hours, sorry, <laughs> Lufthansa business class, not first class. Um, and we were able to salvage our trip where we were still able to get to Greece and get back in comfort using our points and miles, uh, canceled the other itinerary outright. So it's a great way to, to unlock these incredible experiences and uh, uh, really save a lot of money. But it can also be a great insurance policy if you need a last minute uh, uh, vacation, a last minute trip, a last minute flight, or a last minute hotel room. Do, do, most, do most of these things, Nick, I mean, like, I'm assuming that you don't spend hundreds of thousands of dollars every month on your credit cards, right? So, so would would most of these points come from sign-up bonuses? I mean, because you're using, I mean, you're talking serious points here in the things you're describing. Are, are most of them coming sure. from sign-up bonuses? Or are you really spending that much money every month? <laughs> So I, w I wish that I could spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, but uh, <laughs> I am obviously not at that, at that point. I don't have a small business that I'm running things through. So there are a couple of things. Sign-up bonuses play a huge role. Uh, uh, some people don't think that you can sign up for multiple cards in, in a year. I typically add anywhere from four to six new credit cards to my repertoire each year um, to take advantage of some of these welcome offers. So right off the bat, I'm picking up 50,000, 75,000, 100,000 points or miles. But then the other thing is really using them strategically. So making sure that you are using the right one at the grocery store, the right one when you dine out, but then also taking advantage of bonus opportunities that come with these cards. So I mentioned the American Express Platinum card, generally not a great one for everyday purchases, but earlier this month, I was targeted for an offer where I can earn an additional five points for every dollar I spend on that card at Walmart. Uh, I also have a Walmart Plus membership because that's also a perk that comes along with the Amex Platinum card. So I need a new sunscreen. I went ahead and placed an order online. It's being shipped directly to my house, free, no minimum because of the Walmart Plus membership. And I'm earning six total points for every dollar I spend on that purchase. So I could have swiped a no. different card that would have gotten me two miles or two points. But because of that targeted offer I had on my card, that's the kind of thing that really kicks your earning to the next level is taking advantage of these different bonus opportunities to really boost those rewards balances and accelerate your your progress towards some of these really terrific options when you go to use your your rewards for travel you know miranda how how intense are you when you're when you're tracking you know signing up for getting bonuses and and paying attention <laughs> to where these points are going and all that stuff how, how much energy do you put into that 
Not that much. <laughs> I'm lazy. Um, but no, but one of the things that I like to do um, is I'm a big fan of the point stacking. Um, so I like stacking. So, um, Explain. so like, so yeah, so basically there are these different websites that you can go through that will give you extra cash back or points for whatever you're doing. And so, um, so for instance, like if I'm going to stay at Marriott. Um, so, cause that's, that's what I use. So, so I, what I would do is I would first go to Swagbucks on my browser and I would go through Swagbucks and, um, I would book through Swagbucks. And so then I get my Swagbucks, um, you know, cash back. And especially if they're doing like a special, um, I get my Marriott loyalty points and then I pay with my, you know, rewards card. And I, you know, and because I am paying for a hotel room for travel, I'm going to use the rewards card that offers me extra points for travel. And so, so that just kind of stacks it up. And so even though like I'm not getting more points specifically from Swagbucks, I am getting cash back from Swagbucks and then I use it as at, at um, Amazon, but I, I get about I by using Swagbucks, um, I get about um, I end up with about I don't know three to four hundred dollars a year um, in you know that I use at Amazon, <laughs> so so that helps. And then but then you know and then I have my ongoing like um, Marriott points and my status, and then I've got you know the the rewards points. So I like to stack that way. And then the other thing I use is Acorns. Acorns has this program called Earn. And so very similar, uh, you can connect, you know, you can, you've got your browser. And so if I'm doing something like, you know, ordering flowers (laughs) or whatever, and it comes up on Acorns Earn. uh, So I use that. I use my cashback credit card. I use the Acorns. I use whatever thing is going to get me the best cash back. Um, and sometimes I get to use swag bucks and acorns at the same time. And so then I get cash back from acorns, uh, well, so from swag bucks and then the acorns, it automatically invests it. So not only, so acorns is an investing app. And so I'm investing. So not only am I getting cash back in my account, but now I'm getting compounding returns on that cash back. So, and then plus I've used, you know, plus I've used my rewards credit card. And so I like stacking that way. And I, um, I actually wrote a thing a while ago about how, like, how, just through this method of stacking with my credit cards and it's just very simple stuff a lot of people could probably do it much more efficiently but like i said i'm super lazy and so i take the easy (laughs) way out whenever i can that sounds really Um, good but you know i've talked about it like i've written things in the past about how like well this is how i this is how like this is how this this vacation that i would have taken my son on that would have cost us three thousand dollars cost us five hundred (laughs) dollars because by the time you figure in all the stacking and all the the discounts and everything else and the cash back um you know it really really um takes the the cost off you know and i talk about it's really worth doing this stuff huh yeah. It is. It's a lot of work. We do a version of that stacking. Yeah. Um, so uh, we do a hotels.com and we don't, you know, we're stuck to one hotel. So it's just whatever. I mean, you can even do Airbnbs on hotels.com. But a version of stacking is that you use a credit card that gives you points for hotels.com plus having a membership with hotels.com, you mm-hmm. earn points for how many hotels you stay at. So if you book like six nights or whatever and you get a seven night free or stuff like that. So you accumulate that. And so we went to, we went with Stacy to Hawaii 
And I don't know how much you spent on hotels, but the whole thing cost us about 600 bucks in just hotels. You don't want to know how much I spent on hotels. I don't want to know how much you spent. Well, you know, you know, okay, by the way, by the way, uh, I, I wanted to bring this up to Nick. Speaking of Hawaii, okay, so I have a million points with Marriott. Okay, so I go to, and, and we're staying at a Marriott in Hawaii, on Honolulu, in Honolulu and Waikiki Beach. So I didn't get my room for free, though, because my points, they, they weren't taking points. And I, I've also tried to book hotels through Marriott, Nick. Uh, and they said, you can use your points. Oh, your free nights. I get free nights. You can use those for a regular room, but you can't use them for a suite. You can't use them for a deluxe room. So I found myself running it because I had to pay significant money uh, at that hotel. It was my uh, vow renewal, so I was willing to spend the money. But I should have gotten that for free. I had a million points. And they they just would not they were not giving those suites up for points. Do you run into that? For sure, and this applies not just to hotels but also to airlines as well. If an airline has, let's say, a business or first class seat to Europe or to Asia, and they their very sophisticated revenue management system says we have a very high likelihood of selling that seat to a paying passenger, they're going to adjust the price in miles or in points, or potentially not make the seat available at all. So ultimately, the biggest thing that I think has helped both me and all of us who work at TPG and our readers is when you have flexibility. If you are looking at this, this is the only property I want to stay, and it has to be these dates, you're going to have a harder time in some cases using points, especially if it is going to be a popular travel time. If on the other hand, you could say, you know what, I could arrive on Saturday, but maybe I could arrive on Monday and make other plans for the first couple of nights. Or instead of taking that Friday night flight before Memorial Day weekend when everyone is going to be wanting to travel out, maybe I take the 7 or 8 a.m. flight on Saturday and that'll have either a lower points cost or it might be available, whereas the Friday night flight is not available. So airlines and hotels, they definitely have some of these capacity controls. Um, there are some programs that essentially make any room, any uh, flight, any seat on any flight available. You just oftentimes would have to pay more for the higher priced award. So um, it definitely, it does take some time to try to figure that out. And the best thing I say is flexibility so that you aren't locked into a specific date. I've had friends who have come to me at the beginning of November and they've said, I have to travel on these dates over the holidays. Can you get me in business class to South Africa? And I've laughed at them because they're asking me six, seven weeks in advance to try to get them to one of the most popular destinations for points and miles during one of the most peak travel periods with less than two months of notice. If you're planning ahead, though, and you have a little bit of flexibility in your calendar, where you can stay and where you can go, literally the world is your oyster in terms of how you can leverage these points and miles. Do, do, you, find, yeah. do, do you find that the, these points, the, is the world becoming a wash in these points? I mean, it seems like there's so many of these points and so many people doing exactly what we're describing here. Are the points being discounted by those that are cashing them in? I mean, by the airlines and the hotels, et cetera? Are, are they making it harder to use them because there are so many? I mean, is, is, is this my imagination or is this, is this starting to happen? We've definitely seen that trend. And one of the, the big pieces of advice we give here at the Points Guy is that your points and miles are not a long-term investment. So again, we're talking about you know not taking any investment strategy. I can tell you this absolutely unequivocally. If you're sitting on a million points, you want to use them sooner rather than later. Because over time, we have never seen an airline program, a hotel program say, you know what, all of a sudden, we're just going to cut all of the prices that we charge for our flights by half. 
We've seen them double the prices that they charge on certain flights. So you definitely don't want to sit on them. But the counterpoint to that, during the pandemic, we saw just how valuable these loyalty programs are to airlines and to hotel chains. In many cases, the uh, uh, loans essentially that they took out, in some cases, they actually took out loans for their operations and they used their frequent flyer programs as collateral. Uh, The joke is that there's one major airline out there when they actually put out the numbers publicly, their loyalty program was actually the only reason that they were profitable. And the joke was that they are a loyalty marketing company that just happens to fly airplanes at a loss on the side. So these programs are behemoths. They are major sources of revenue for these airlines and these hotel chains and these credit card companies. So they may tweak things, um, but they're not going anywhere. You're still going to be able to utilize your points and values, points and miles for value. may not be to the level that we've seen in the past because they're going to tweak that. But at the end of the day, these programs aren't going anywhere. You know, that, I've got one more question. I, I apologize. I'm sure that Miranda and Aaron have stuff to ask too, but I've got, I've got to ask you one more thing. You, you mentioned that you had friends that would call you up and say, Nick, book me to South Africa during this holiday. Are there, is there someone I can just say, here are my points, figure it out for me, tell me what I should do <laughs> so I don't have to do it myself? Is there such a service? There are a couple of uh, uh, companies out there that do offer that kind of service. You pay on a per ticket basis and the prices can vary. I personally have not utilized any of them. Um, I'm obviously someone who tries to do all that myself, but it certainly does get very complicated. And there are some really well-reviewed, reputable companies out there uh, that can, can help you if you're trying to book a specific trip. Um, you know, so certainly you can do the research and try to figure out if there are any that, that make the, the most sense to me, I would always encourage, and uh, we do encourage our readers here at the points guy to take the time if they are invest in a particular airline, or they're really, uh, uh, they have a ton of points with a particular credit card company to really take the time to get to learn the ins and outs of that program. And oftentimes we talk a lot about getting maximum value from your rewards, Thing that I say, though, is value is in the eye of the beholder. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're getting a $300 flight for free, a $500 flight for free, or a $10,000 flight for free. If you're keeping money in your pocket by using your points and using your miles, you're unlocking memories and you're saving money for other things on that trip. So we try to squeeze as much value as possible out of our miles and points. But at the end of the day, really anything that you're saving on, if that works for you and you feel comfortable doing it, take advantage of it. Yeah. You know, Nick, I I was, you know, when I'm on Amazon, I'll be checking out and it'll say, oh, by the way, you can use your American Express card points to pay for this purchase. And, you know, and then I'll, I'll figure it out. You know, well, oh, they're only valuing my points at 0.4 cents, whereas on an airline, it could be 1.0 cents. You know, so I'm not going to let them rip me off. But the truth is, I'm just, now the points are sitting there not doing any doing anything for anybody. I mean, so I might as well take 0.4 cents as as 1.7 cents uh, and, and use them at least, right? Yeah, we saw, especially during the pandemic, we saw a lot of credit card companies kind of 
uh, add more flexibility to how you could use your rewards. So Chase gave you, gave you the ability to use your points to cover, to cover your grocery purchases because you were obviously not traveling as much, staying at home. So they actually upped the value of how you could use your points in that way. We saw similar things from other issuers as well. So again, it's, it's up to you to decide what makes the most sense for you. If, you. if you're someone who shops at Amazon all the time, if that's how you wanna do it, feel free. Personally, that's not how I like to use my Amex points. But again, everyone has their own their own threshold. I personally would prefer Miranda's strategy of earning the cash back and then using those rewards to buy uh, at Amazon. Or I'll use a credit card that gives me bonus purchases or bonus rewards when I shop at Amazon. Uh, obviously, use that site quite a bit uh, to have things delivered to our house. So again, it's all up to you and your individual situation and how complicated do you want to make this? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, it's like, it's okay to have limits. I mean, we're, we're at six or seven credit cards or whatever, and it's, it's a lot to manage. I mean, I'm hearing, you know, 20 and 30 credit cards. I mean, we're never going to go there, even if it's like a great, you know, hundred thousand bonus offer, whatever, we're not going to do it. Cause it's to everybody out there. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are little debt is a, is an issue when it comes to credit cards and very easily rack up. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, stick, stick to your limit. If it's just one card, fine, stayed with, I mean, we, we're not, we're okay with just getting certain freebies here and there, and, and that's it's fine. You know? Good point, Aaron. And, and as mm -hmm. Nick pointed out too, let's remember: if you're not paying off that card every month, can this yeah. whole episode? I mean, because right. you're, you're not going to get enough from points to make up for the 18% interest you're paying. Do not do that, right, right Nick? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Number one rule: travel rewards credit cards. Pay your balance in full on time. Don't spend beyond your means. With my 22 credit cards, I have something like $300,000 of available credit. So I could go on a really fun shopping spree if I was interested in bankrupting myself, but I'm spending within my means. So I'm generally only using a very, very small portion of that available credit. So make sure that credit cards are not free money. It is a way, it is a loan that a bank is giving you. And if you do not pay back that loan on time in full every single month, it's going to cost you. And these credit cards are offering all these reward points and all these things because they're incentivizing you to use the credit card and get into trouble because ultimately they're making that money off the 18%. Yeah. So, they're not doing yeah. this for charity. Exactly. So, um, Miranda, you got anything else? Because we're running overtime. Uh, no, 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 definitely not. Just uh, once again, just make sure that you're you're figuring out what works for you. I mean, I put pretty much everything on my credit card, my utilities, even my charitable contributions on the credit card. Uh, so like so just just think of, you know, how how you can use it and how it it can be done. But just make sure you're doing it for purchases you'd be making anyway and that you have the money for because you want to be able to pay that off and you want to be able uh, to not. Uh, have your credit card spending put you hugely into debt well i'll tell you guys i have to admit something i don't think i've ever felt stupider on any topic we've ever covered <laughs> <laughs> i i really feel guilty i mean nick even said like you shouldn't have a million points and i, I know he, and he also said like, use all your points Every, everyone's he, he even gave like, some of his points to me and he still has a million i know points. <laughs> i know I, oh, you know it's another thing nick i try to give away points and, and the, it, it, you give away a hundred thousand points a year you know that's like one night you know, Marriott points. Uh, and so, you know, I, I can't even give them away. And, and so anyway, the point is, what I'm going to do after this show is I'm going to start stop being stupid and going and looking and see what I can do <laughs> with my points and, and being a responsible point holder because of you, Nick. I appreciate it. <laughs> I think okay. you'll be better off for it. So, 
Yes, but but just to just to throw this in though, I would feel better if you did it for me though. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, we are out of time, way over time, in fact. But we're never out of topic, especially this one. Dig a little deeper. You're gonna find links to lots more info in our show notes. And remember, if your goal is to make more, to spend less, to retire rich. Your online home is moneytalksnews.com. And don't forget to check out Miranda's online home as well. That is mirandamarkwit.com, M-A-R-Q-U-I-T. And you've got to check out Nick's website too. It's a, it's a great site, The Points Guy. And it's just like it sounds, thepointsguy.com. Check out Nick there. If you've got a question, comment, or topic you'd like to suggest, please tell us about it. Email us at hello at moneytalksnews.com. That's hello at moneytalksnews.com. And one last thing, if you like what we do, then do something for us. Subscribe to our, news, or our newsletter and our podcast. It takes you two seconds. It really helps us out, though. So if you like us, show us and subscribe. I'm Stacy Johnson. I'm Miranda Marquette. I'm Aaron Freeman. And I'm Nick Ewan. Awesome, Nick. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We're going to see you right here next time. <laughs>